0: Alright, starting with Jesus Hashem, the new parak, We're starting at the beginning of the parak Samachay Amidbeis, and the parak is um really pick up with a lot of the uh, and the things that a Baal has from his wife that we have previously discussed. And in fact, the Gemara when it is going to first going to ask what the chiddush is. We've already kind of had all these things, so we'll see. Zakh Mishnah, Isha that a any Mitzia that the woman finds and her umaysiyadah and umaysiyadah what she produces, what she earns, that goes to the husband, V'Yerushta, V'yirush, and her Yerusha. <coughs> so then, who eichol p'eres b'chayao. That is, mistama the, uh, what we call, nechsei melug. So the bal eats the p'eres. Okay, that's according to Rashi, actually brings two different, l'shainos, what is V'Yerushta? Number one, if she gets to Yerusha, that would be p'eres Nikhse melug. And the other one is, if he dies, if she dies, sorry, b'chayao bala, then the husband will Yarshin her. Okay? But either way, so it's Metziah, Ma'esiodah, and Yerusha. Hu'oichel, peres b'chayel, like we said. Now, what happens if there is some sort of nezek that happens to her? So then, Boishta u'pagama shelah. The Boishes and the pagam that we have will be hers. Now, she gets it. That's the Tanakamashita. Now, what does that mean? And as Tesis explains, that, again, it would also go into the category of kind of like nechseli Malog, meaning that the husband would get the money for the Boishas and Pagam and he would invest it, he'd buy some land and he would eat the Paris again, but <coughs> the principal would belong to her. So that is for Boishas and Pagam. Now, what we don't discuss is we know that anytime that somebody is uh, causes nezek, somebody is, let's say, chedol, somebody else, so there's really five things, right? There's two of them as Boishas, Pagam, but you also have tsar, Ripoy, and Chevez. So what about the other three? The Mishnah does not discuss it. Now we're going to have a machleikus here. What uh, in regards to bosh Pagama shalah? So the Tanakhama holds that it's definitely hers. Now what about tsar? So the Rishonim actually discuss the other three. The Rishonim say, and we'll we'll see from here an interesting, just a, an interesting limud, uh, some understanding in regards to ma'aseyadaim of the isha. So the tsar, the Rishonim say, goes to her. The Repoy, which is the doctor bills, so that gets paid directly to the doctor. Um, there is a machlekes rishayim. Who is this chos? Meaning, how does it get paid? Who is the conduit? Who does it get paid through? Does it get paid through the uh, Baal or the ishan? The nafgimina could be there's machlekes rishayim there, and the, and the nafgimina could be what happens. So the way it's generally paid is, you know, you 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 call the insurance carrier. How much will it cost? Or you call the hospital. How much will it cost uh, for the medical treatment? If it ends up being less. So then you give that amount, and it ends up being less. So who would the conduit be? Because whoever, if it ends up being less, and for whatever reason, the doctor has less money, so who would it go to? That's the nafkamina. If it we'll would go to the Baal or the Isha, what is the conduit through which the doctor bills are paid? Now, in regards to Sheves, Sheves, which is bitul Melacha, right? That is the fifth thing that is not discussed. So Rav right the Rishonim Hold, well, Sheves, right? That essentially is payment for lost work. So it should go wherever the Maisei dime. If the Maisei dime, go to the Baal, so then it should go to the Baal as well. However, here. Alludes in Taisha Shalah, in, in Taisha's Shalah. So at the end, he is Mechalik between um, uh, Ebed and Isha, and he actually says that the that the Sheves, meaning payment for lost wages, would go directly to the Isha. So in the Achranim, come to discuss this, and really we understand the fundamental difference. That even though by an Ebed, but for instance, in Ebed Ivri, we say that the Sheves would go to the Baal, essentially to the Adon, to the Master, because he owns the Ebed Ivri. In regards to the Maisei Adayim, when we talk about an Isha, even though the Baal has a schus for her Maisei Adayim, he doesn't own her Maisei Adayim. It's only after she earns it, then the Baal has a schus that he's gonna get it from her. However, since here she actually didn't produce the Maisei Adayim, the Daim still belonged to her, that's the way the Achreinim understand Teisus Zeshita, and therefore um, the Sheves, according to Zeshita would the payment for lost work would actually go to the Isha, and the husband wouldn't get it because it's not, it's only Zechus, Daim. it's not actually Ma'aseyadayim, it's Sheves, it's something else, and therefore the husband wouldn't get that. Um, now, so again we said the Mishnah said, Pagama Shela. it belongs to her, that's the Tanakama Shita. Depends. Where is this wound? If it's hidden, so then Loshnechalakum, she gets two thirds Velay and he gets one third, so it gets split. Was man Either way, Rabbi Huda argues. He says it gets split. He's arguing in the Tanakama, where the Tanakama said to Pagama was going to go completely to her. Rabbi Huda Maseira says it gets split. Now, how does it get split? That depends on where is where is this chavala, right? If it's something, if it's something that causes, if it's basas or if it's if it's in uh, if it's covered, so then loishnei chalakim she'll get two thirds and velay echad, and he'll get one chalak. Was man But if it's out in the open, then loishnei the velay echad. Then he is going to get two thirds, and she'll get one. Now, in regards to the part that gets paid to him, so you give it, um, you you give it, you give it, so the guy, the person who did the damage, he has to pay it. So, it goes to him, again, like we saw before, that uh, he buys land for whatever her portion would have been, where it's split. So um, <coughs> he buys karka for her, holds it like in trust, and he gets to eat the paris like any, quote, malug. same category. Okay, so the Gemara wants to understand, like we explained, that really this is n- none of this is new information. My kamash Malon, tanino, we already learned. Ha'av, we already added on daf memvav vav. Ha'av zakai Bibito That the father gets, has certain z'chusim from his daughter. That's to be, right, that he has the ability to be mekadosh, for bia to, um, um, uh, to mukashchen. Okay, So the father gets the mitzia which we said was misham so eva. The father gets uva The father can be made for her Mikabel Gita, The father can be Mikabel the uh, his daughters get. Okay, we discussed there whether it's katnos Nairus, Exactly right. He is not going to eat the peres. Nissis, however, right in regards to really our mission here is nissis. If once the daughter gets married, yes, the, the, the Baal does eat the next that's the difference between the Baal and the father. But I'll him. What do we see? We see that all these things were already covered on the Mishnah on Daf Bav. So Frech the Gemara, why are we, it's redundant, why are we bringing it again here at the beginning of the sixth parak? So the Gemara answers, Boishtu Pagama, it's strichale. We because we needed to expound on Bhishasupagam and to bring the Plukadra Bihudva Mesira Ramban and to bring this Takadis Who does Bhishasupagam go to? The Tanakama says it goes to her, and Rahudva Misaira says it gets split. So now, Tani Tanakame Rava Mitsia Saisha. So let's go and jump back into Mitsiah. Let's say the Mitsia Saisha, so husband and wife are married, she finds something, la'atzma. So the Tanakama holds that the Mitsia go to her. When she finds something, she gets to keep it. Rabbi Akiva, Imer Labala, it goes to the husband. Now, Amar so now we have the following kasha. Hashda Uma Hadafa, the So when we learn the din of Hadafa, Hadafa is let's say she produces extra, she earns extra money. So who does that go to? So if we say that it's that is in the category of Ma'isyodayim, it's extra Ma'isyodayim, and yet Amar Rabbi Akiva Le and it's going to go to her. Rabbi Kiva holds it goes to her. We'll we'll see. We've had this before, but the Gemara is going to bring the Gemara is going to bring a Mishnah which is going to prove how we know that it's hers. But the point is that Rabbi Kiva holds the Hadafah, extra Ma'isyadim go to her. So Mitzias so like call shekain. meaning that if if Daim, the Baal has a s'chos in it, so Hadafa is going to go to her. Then Mitzia. Right, so ma'isyadayim, which the bow—I'm sorry—the ma'isyadayim has the the, the bow has ma'isyadayim. Hadafa is on this in the really in the same category as ma'isyadayim. It's just extra ma'isyadayim, and yet it's going to go to her. So then, for sure, if so, if hadafa goes to her, for sure, mitsia, which isn't even in the category category of ma'isyadayim, should go to her. So. If Rabbi Kiva holds that Adafa goes to her, for sure Mitzia should go to her. So how did we just say in the last line of Samachayamibayis Rabbi Kiva How could you say that the Mitzia goes to the husband? And how could you say the Mitzia goes to the husband if even according to Rabbi Kiva the extra Masei Adaim go to her? So for sure Mitzia should go to her. Where do we see this? Like the Tnan as we learned in the Mishnah. Let's say the woman makes a nether that that, that the husband can't have any Hana from what she produces, in a tzarek l'hafer. So the Tanakh holds that the Baal doesn't have to be made for at all. Why? Because the Baal, the Tanakh holds, the Baal gets the Hadafah, the Baal gets the adayim. Since he has a schus to it, it's built in, she can't, her nether is essentially pointless. She can't make a nether against something that's his. It's already it's a schus to him. However, Rabbi Kiba O'ymer, Yafa. He says, Rabbi Keepa says, you should be made for the nether. The husband should. Why? Because if she produces extra. And if she produces extra, that would be hers. So therefore, we're saying this is a valid, it's an active nether. So go ahead and be made for it, because if she produces extra, that does go to her. And therefore, if you if, if the bottle is not made for the nether, so then he's gonna be he's gonna be restricted from having any enough from it. So, what do we see? Rabbi Kiva clearly holds that Dafa goes to her. So, if Hadafa is Maisi goes to her, for sure Mitziah, which isn't even Maisi should go to her. So, how could we say over here, Rabbi Kiva Eimer Labala, the Mitziah goes to the Bala? So, the Gemara answers, Ella Apach. You have to switch around. When we had this Tani Tana, we have to switch around the Shitas Tanakam, Rabbi Kiva, Mitziah Saisha Labala, Rabbi Kiva Eimer La Atzba. Okay? So, now, the Gemara, how could you tell me, how could you tell me, that the Mitsya is going to go to the Baal of a Haki assa Amr of Yayhn and Baha Dafa Shalai Aydeyat Khaq Pligi pliggi de So when you have there's two different ways to earn hadafa. Okay, there's hadafa ay Adchak and hadafa dafa shallay deyad What does that mean? I would call hadafa shlai dayat Adchak meaning she just gets she gets paid extra money. So she she works the same nine to five, but she but she gets extra money. That's called hadafa daffah shalia Adchak. ad khak. means she 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 works a double shift. So she put an extra effort. So like this. So the, everybody's going to agree that if it's just extra money that came, meaning she worked a regular job, nine to five, the husband gets my siyadayim, the fact that she got extra money so that she go to the Baal because she didn't work extra hard for it. So of course that goes to the Baal. So that's not even a machleikis. Ki what's the whole machleikis? The whole machleikis is where she pulled an extra shift. It's hadafah. She, yeah, you know why she earned extra money? Because she worked extra hard. So now, Tanakama Savar. So now we have this machlikis. Meaning, that's where the whole machlikis is hadafah. Tanakama Savar. Labila, The extra hadafah. Even though she pulled an extra shift, still, it's in the category, Maisei a diamond. Therefore, it goes to Labailah. Rabbi Kiva Savar La'atzma. Rabbi Kiva go, holds. It goes to herself. Okay? So that she gets to keep it. So like this. The Havamina is that uh, Metzia is essentially found money. Like Working a regular nine to five, and getting paid extra. That's the havamina. So, like this, how could you possibly tell me if everybody's going to agree that the that the hadafah Adchak goes to the Baal, How could you tell me, according to anybody, that the Mitzia should go to her? Of course, it should go to the Baal. It should be like shleidayadchak. So the gemara answers is Amarat Papa. Mitziyasa hadafah shleidayadchak. No, Mitzia is actually considered like hadafah shleidayadchak. Dummy. Okay, and therefore it would be pulked to Rabbi Rabbanon. It would be subject to the machlekes. So nothing changed in the way we understood the Gemara. We just had this general question of how could anybody hold? It sounds like a mitzia is just is is shalaya de You don't have to work extra hard, and therefore everybody seemed to agree this wasn't subject to the machlekes. That if she doesn't have to work, she works a regular nine to five. And the answer is that no, mitzia is is actually de adchak. Why? Rashi says very interestingly, like this. The Re That Rai Mitziyas, you do actually have to put in some effort to do that. Okay, extra fish that washed up on shore, or uh bakarka, rashi changes the the swarm the arch changes the lushan. The point is, like, how do you find a mitziah? It's not just out, it's not just out there in the open. It requires effort, for instance, to put uh, stereotypical one is you have a guy who goes to the beach with a metal detector. So he's got to walk around with a metal detector. He's gonna to have to dig for the for the for the metal that he finds. So Mitsia requires effort. Since it requires effort, therefore it's considered like Hadafa sha uh, sha'al hadchak. It's something you work for. And therefore, like we were Apech, the Bryce over here, Rabbi Kiva holds Hadafa hadchak goes to the woman so too the metzia is like and will go to the woman and not to the bible and the tanaka would argue let's say she does two jobs at once she's able to right? she's like a, a good lawyer can build double time okay so let's say she does two at the same time or what happens if she's able to do three or four jobs and rashi uh, quite the industrious woman that we're discussing over here, Rashi discusses Shemeris Kishuim, she let's say she's able to watch she watch the fields, Vitava Pishtun while she is spinning flax, and she's able to teach uh, lead the girls' choir. And she's also able, while at the same time, to um, help uh, uh, eggs right ripen or whatever, whatever you call it. They have to be they have to be warm. So she keeps them in her chest so they can give it warm. So this woman's able to get paid for doing four jobs at once. So what would we consider that? Meaning, is this considered aydeyadchak or shleaydeyadchak? Meaning, she's just working the same nine to five but she's uh, quite efficient in how, in how much she's able to accomplish, do we consider that or not, regards to what's the Nafkamina? that's the, if it's Deyat de'adchak, everybody agrees that it goes to the husband, but if it's a de'adchak, it now would be subject to the machlekes of Rabbi Akiva in Kama. and the to answer is teku, okay, which means we don't answer it, but from the fact, the way that the, the Mefarshim learned this, the Paiskin learned this, at least some, that since we're asking this question in essentially Rabbi Kiva Shita, means we pasca like Rabbi Akiva, that the extra money that she earns, that that's the Nafkamina. That the extra money she earns, that is ayda chak, where she puts an extra effort for it. Now the only question is, is this considered extra effort or not? But where she puts an extra effort, and because we buy the gemara it says takeu tishbi Yitarates, Right. So since since we don't know, so we're going to paskin like Rabbi Akiva Shita. Okay. Boisho pagama. So we brought a machleikus, and that was in fact what the gemara said was the reason why we we re we re. Um, Explored mitziyasiysha umayse yodeh, so we're now going to boishto pagama. So we said boishto pagama That was the tanakamer. Rishu d'me'asevah said they split it. Now it depends on whether or not when we split it it depends on where, where is the where is the If it's on the outside, so then he gets two thirds, she gets one third. If it's on the inside, then um, then then uh, she gets two thirds, he gets one third. So this idea of saying that the woman gets the chavala and the husband gets the money. So here, essentially, so somebody was mazik It's a it's an embarrassment to her. And we're paying the husband. So we're now saying like this, okay, well, let's take this to the extreme. Let's say we, we go ahead and do something to cause, to embarrass somebody's sus. So you should also give Baishas, right? If it's something that, and again, we understand that if I embarrass, if we embarrass you, so we have to pay you money. But if you embarrass your wife, we're now saying that why should he get the money for embarrassing the wife? And if that's the case, so too if we're bayish his sus, we should have to pay for that as well. It's it becomes essentially his money. Huh? It becomes money money. Yeah. So what the Gemara is going to say, well, the problem is, is that. We'll see. The Gemara is going to go through a few different examples. Uh, we're, going to, we're, going to, we're going to talk this. We're going to take this down a, a level, right? But at least for now, the Gemara says, Sus versus Barboshas who? Okay, so, but Sus is not a Barboshas. So there's no category. You can't embarrass somebody's uh, Sus. It's not, it's not something that's subject to embarrassment. So, Ella, Rekakba, Bigdosh, Alchaber, what about spitting on your friend's clothing? It's embarrassing because he now has spit on his clothing, so you should have to pay him for embarrassment. Maybe Yiltaka say that you should pay for that. Right? And again, we're, we see here that what we're saying is it's, shy, it's possible to have boishas for something that's shayich to you, even though it's not you. So your clothing is shayich to you. We tried saying sus. We're saying, no, well, sus is not boishas. So even though it's considered your sus, it's not, there's no concept of boishas to it. Okay, but what about spitting on somebody's shirt that is Shaykh to him, and now we're spitting on it. It's embarrassing. So maybe we should go ahead and say. The mission says rakak. Rakak. Let's say he spit. Let's say the spit reached him, meaning it landed on the person. Or let's say somebody went ahead and uncovered a woman's hair. Right? Or uh stripped off somebody's clothing. Right? He pants them or whatever. Right? So he went ahead. That's embarrassing. Okay? You got to pay him for that. That's only if you spit on him, on his bag and not. So again, we're asking like this. If, why are we paying for the, the man, for the bosheth that happened to the wife, to his wife, to the woman? Why, according to Abedinim and does he get part of that bosheth embarrassment if we're not going to pay when it's your shirt? Why would we, somebody spit on your shirt and yeah, it's not, they didn't spit on you. But we don't pay for spitting on the shirt. We don't pay for that. So why are we paying the man if, if somebody was Mavayish, his wife? So the Gemara says, Ah, because you, by your baguette, you don't have a zilus. It's not considered uh, the same level of embarrassment. So let's say we went ahead and we were Mavayish and Ani. That came from a respectable family. So the Ani himself maybe wouldn't have the Boshes, but it would reflect bad on his family because he comes from a respectable family, a high-class family. Again, so if we're saying that just like, we're, we're, we're saying like this, just like we're giving the man the make for embarrassing his wife, so too we should give the family boishas, if it's a high-class family, for we somebody in the family, even though that person himself is an honey, he's not a, a, bar, a barbusha asking that? It sounds like we're giving the guy bishes because he's embarrassed because of what happened to his wife. Well, uh, it, correct, but the point is, it's not we weren't avayish him. we were avayish someone else a who who, has, who is who is who is uh, related or shaykhist to him. So that's that's the sushtel So the gemara says there's a difference. hasam lav gufayu Who knows the difference? Because it's not just about shaykh, it's, it's It goes it goes in the together of gufa. And since we're avayish your wife, that's why we heard the maseira holds you're going to get the boshas now. Let's move on to the next Mishnah. Okay, so now we're really gonna delve into the topic of uh Nidunya. And what happens if the Zakta Mishnah ha ma'as l'hastai? Let's say the father, right? The the woman's father, the father of the bride, is payasek mai to the father to, to the to his son-in-law, the lakhsnae, right? So they get married and they get, I'm gonna give a certain amount of money. Um, and then the son-in-law dies. So, now, right? so what happens to her? We know that even if it's an ericin, he says, you know what, I'm going to give you a million dollars if you marry my daughter. And then he dies. So what happens to her? He, he dies. So she is subject to yibam. So can the brother who's going to do yibam say, hey, one second, you promised my brother a million dollars. I want that million dollars now. Sorry, we say I only wanted to give it to your brother I don't want to give it to you and therefore we cannot hold in other words, it's not considered like a tanai in the marriage otherwise, let's say he promised if you marry my daughter, I'll give you a million dollars and let's say the husband's still alive he can refuse to proceed with the marriage until he gets his million dollars. But the brother can't. He has to do even more chalitza. So the point is that he can't demand this million dollars. Now, next. And we're going, to, we're going to jump back into this in the Gemara for just a line or two and try to explain what the Chiddush is. But Paschal night Elf Dinner. Let's say the father, her father says, I'm going to give a thousand dinner. Who place a kineg chamesha Okay, so the way it normally worked was like this. The, the father comes in to give in the dunya. He comes to bring assets into the marriage for the new couple. Okay, then the way it would work is that the husband would write an equal or corresponding value into the ksuba. So I'm going to give a thousand dollars, and he would write ostensibly thousand dollars. So what the mission is saying, like this: Paschalach mislay elef dinner. Let's say her father says, "I'm going to give a thousand dollars." So then, who places a kinegdan chamesha srimana? He has to write fifteen hundred, an extra fifty percent. Why? Because money is investable. So when is, when, is, when, is the fa- when is the husband gonna actually have to pay that money? The father is gonna bring it into the marriage at the king of the marriage. The ksuba may not get paid out for 50 years. So money, cash is investable, and therefore, right, you can invest it in a business, you can make money on it, you can earn a return on it, and therefore, when he writes in the ksuba, he brings in a 1,000, he writes in the, I'm adding to the ksuba 1,500. Can I get the 1,000 that the father gave? Now, I, fractor, to him, I don't understand, what about ribis? It sounds like ribis. It's essentially alone. So the answer that no, here, even if he would die the next day, even if the husband would die the next day, he would, the ksuba, she would get her ksuba of 1,500. So we see we're not extending, it's not intrinsically tied to time. Ribis is you're paying for time. Here, it's you're paying for this concept, the fact that it can get, he's adding extra for the fact that it can get invested, but it's not specific to a amount of time and therefore it's not a ribbus issue. But the point is, we see that when it comes to cash, it can be invested. Now, let's move on and we're, we'll come back to cash written in. The fa- her father's getting cash. We'll come back to that soon. But what happens if, uh, now they, they go through and they, they bring into the marriage, so she comes and she brings all her stuff. I'm gonna bring a couch. I'm gonna bring some clothing. I'm gonna bring, right. so um, so when you talk about assets, so she comes with a bunch of assets, who playsick, playsick, who paysek pachas Okay, so let's say she, the father walks in and says, you know what, I'm giving $1,000, uh, $1,000 $1, worth of furniture. So when it's cash, $1,000 worth of cash, so then, like we said, he has to add 50%. If the father says, I'm giving $1,000 worth of furniture, so then the thing is like this, you have to understand that they were doing this in like the base chasana. It, was, it wasn't in like a formal evaluation setting. So he gave, okay, I'm giving $1,000 worth of furniture. So we assume that when he said $1,000 worth of furniture, he was, he was like marking it up to make himself look good. Oh, look how gregarious, right? I'm bringing in all this stuff. So therefore we automatically give the husband and the ksuba, again, whatever the father's going to bring in, or the wife's gonna bring it through her father, so he has to write a corresponding value. So what is the corresponding value? We said when it's cash, the corresponding value is 50% more. When it's assets, we're assuming that in those, in those days, the asset value stayed the same, right? It didn't go down. We don't work on the, the depreciation schedule of five years for computers, but rather it worked on a, you know, it was whatever it's gonna be worth net, whatever it's worth now will be worth later, except that we're afraid that because it's done in a way where it's not a formal evaluation, that we're, we're assuming that they marked up in their heads the value of the assets. So therefore, when he writes, if, she, if, he, if the father says, I'm bringing in $1,000 worth of furniture, he writes, I'm gonna give $800. You take off 20%. Okay? and that he would have to pay in cash later. Right? It would go into the category of like what we call where the value is locked in. And then we're going to bring different examples. Now what happens is but what happens if it did go through formal evaluation? Meaning they went to a uh, evaluation expert and they went through and they said this furniture is worth $1,000 then you write equal value. Meaning like we see here, and it, it, from the mission itself we see that in the case where we're where we reduce it by 20%, it's not because it's going to go down in value. No, it's just because we're we're afraid that if it's not done through a formal evaluation, that the value is inflated of those assets. Okay, and therefore, so you write minus twenty percent. Now, the mission is going to bring in the gemara is going to explain why we have to bring many examples of this. We're going to have three more examples of evaluating assets. Shumba mana. So let's say, let's say he writes in first a hundred mana into the k'suba. She brought in a hundred mana worth of furniture. So then. So she she has to actually bring in 31 Sela and a dinner, which is the equivalent of, if you just work it through, it's 125 zos. So meaning if the husband writes in 100 first, then she has to bring 125. It's the same idea she has it's just a question of who brought it first. If she brings the furniture first, so he writes the value down by 20% or he writes she brought in, she's bringing $100 worth of furniture, so she actually has to bring in $125 worth of furniture. It's the same 20%, just she's doing it after. Uva arba and let's say and let's say he writes in 400 so then it, that's the exact same case. And the Gemara is going to stell on this. He writes in 400 zoos. She has to give 500 zoos worth of assets. Right, The same idea. Whatever the chasson says that he's going to give, again, if, now this is switching back, if she gives a lot of furniture, so then the husband has to write a, a fifth. Now these are four cases of the exa- saying the exact same thing. And the Gemara is going to get to that in a second. So Dr. Gemara, first, let's go back to the case where the father agrees to give a bunch of money and then the Chassan dies. So we said the brother doesn't get it. So if the, let's say, the father of the bride is about to get married, they make a Shidduch, and says, you know what, I'm going to give you a million dollars. I'm going to give a million dollars to this marriage. So of course... And then the husband dies. So if the husband, the original husband was a Talmud Chacham and the brothers and Amma Aretz, so for sure we understand why the father doesn't have to give. What's the chiddush? The chiddush is Even if the first husband was an amarets and still her father was going to give a million dollars, Talmud and the brothers takat still the father has an out. Right? The father can say, Look, I never promised it to you. I only promised it to your brother, and I don't care that you're better than him. Doesn't matter. He's the father, still out now. Paschal a hachnas So now, really, what we're stelling on, we're we come back to the first case. The first case was really money, right? To give a thousand dollars. There's three. The Mishnah has essentially three categories. If you give a thousand dollars, then, then if the if her if she's going to if her father's going to give a thousand dollars, so he has to write into the sub of fifteen hundred because cash can be invested, turn into a business venture. Then the Mishnah went on to assets, and we basically discussed two different categories. We said what happens if. Four cases of an example where he's giving or her father is giving furniture, the father's giving furniture or other assets that we're assuming in the spirit of the moment they're being inflated, so the husband can knock off 20% when he writes the value, when he locks the value into the ksuvah of how much money he's gonna give later when he has to pay out the ksuvah, so he can knock off 20%. And then we said separately that if it does go through formal evaluation, then you write in the actual value, fine. But the point is the mission came up with four cases of where we're reducing 20% on the asset value. So all the, coming out the same. It's all coming out the same. All four cases. So the Gemara says, Hainu It's the exact same case. So the Gemara says like this We have four cases. Tana Shuma Raba. We wanted to give an example of a Shuma Raba, meaning $1,000 worth of assets that you take it down 20%. Ve Katani Shuma Zuta. And we wanted to talk about a case where it's only 100, 125 to 100. And then Tana dide. we wanted a case of Shuma Didei, that's the last case, Shachas and Paisik, who Paisik Pachos right? That if she brings the assets first, then he can knock off 20%. And then we also wanted a case of a Katani Shumadida, meaning in a case where the husband first promises. In other words, first writes in that she brought in or she's bringing in $100 that she has to then go ahead and give $125 worth of assets. So we're just covering all the different types and mechanism in which we can introduce this. Now, Zuck the next Mishnah. Paskalahachnis loik Safim. Let's say she says, meaning her father or her, she says, I'm bringing in money. Sala nasa shisha dinarim. So a Sela becomes six dinners. Again, this is really just a repeat of 1,000 becomes 1,500 because the sella is how many dinners? Four. So what we're saying is, if she brings in a sella four dinners, then he has to write six dinners, plus 50%, which is the same case as the ratio of the last mitra, that if she brings in $1,000, then he has to write in the ksuba $1,500 because it's investable. So we'll have to get to what the chiddush is there. Now, ha-chasson me asara dinarim lakuba. Now a new din. The chasson will take the total amount of what's, what's brought in, whatever she brings in, one-tenth gets kicked back to her for the kupa. We'll see what the kupa is. L'chom mana u mana. So she's going to get, asara, 10 for every mana, for every hundred. So she gets 10% back towards the kupa. No, it's not a fixed 10% that she gets back, but rather it's coming medina. So first, let's address the first thing, and then we'll come back to what this kupa is. So again, the Gemara is addressing, well, the ratio of this Mishnah said the same thing as the ratio of the last Mishnah, which is that if she brings in money, he has to mark it up in the ksuba by 50%. So what's the chiddish? So the Gemara says, Tana iskara babetana we wanted to have two examples, Vitzricha, why do I need both? If I would have said, you know what, when she brings a 1,000 in, a 1,000 mana, that he has to write 1,500, maybe I'll tell you, since, since she's bringing in a lot of money, so there's ample economic opportunity for the husband to invest that money and make money. Anybody that's sitting with $100 million can figure out how to make money. It's easy to make money, but if you only have $50 in your bank account, good luck trying to find somebody it's hard to invest, right? How, where are you going to really invest that to earn a return on that, okay? So it, when you have, it's a lot of money, so then I understand why there's, the, 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 he has to, to mark it up by 50%. Where there's not a, necessarily a lot of economic activity, or on the flip side, you could say, maybe Okay, maybe that's why he marks up so much, 50%. Why are you marking up 50%? Ah, because you're bringing in so little, it's so hard for me to find an opportunity, so you're going to get 50%. But, Abel Iska, Maloi. maybe if you're bringing in $100 million, we're not going to say write $150 million in. That's too much. It's too much profit we're giving you. Okay, so Kamash, So Tsricha. sorry. So we need both cases. Now, what is this? HaChasson, Makabah, Olav, Asar, So again, whatever she writes in, the chassan basically kicks her 10% back for kupa. So my kupa, meravashi, kupa shel basamim. Okay, it's different. Besamim va meravashi, So it's, again, it's for her personal, uh, right? So her basamim, her which was the a equivalency of uh, makeup, perfumes, right? So all the things that the woman would need to be meskashed herself, uh, you know, with these sort of things. Now, bay Ravashi, we want to know, b'mana hanisham nishim b'mana so we said that she's going to get 10%. Now, the thing is, let's say it was cash. It, the amount she brought in, let's say, it was a million dollars. The 10% would be 100000 But the, is it or is it the amount that was written in? There's two different amounts here. Or on the flip side, let's say it's assets. She gave a million in assets. He's only writing in 800000 so which 10% is it? Is it on the higher number or the lower number? Is it on what she gave or what's written in the kasuba? Give reasons for each reason why we did it that way. Right, right. So, but, so but we don't know. We when we said 10%, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know which one it is. Which one is the 10% on? Is it on the let's if you case where is <laughs> many. Is it on the actual money brought in or is it on the amount written in the kasuba? Which one? Imtim and this is Rashi says, by the way, all these Intim Salemas we're gonna have right here, Ishver. And we'll go through, we'll go to just to explain a, a, a little bit, but Imtim Mana So now let's say you say it's the Mana right, which is whatever's written into the Ksuba, I call Is it only the first day when we said she gets 10%? Is it every single day or just one day? Imtim called Yumviyyaim. Now a problem number one with this whole line of questioning is that, and let's say it's Mana Hanisham, it would be the same thing, imtin then it would every day. What it makes no difference. The text points that out. He says, Who did in the It really makes no difference. It really makes, no difference. It makes no difference which value you're going off of. We're going the question is, do you give it every day or just the first day? That question will be true, no matter if you're going on the amount brought in or on the amount right the Ksu, it makes no difference. Okay. Or so now, Intel Slama Manamaskabiam Rishan, a call yamviyim, or every day. Intant Slama Kal Yamviyum. Shabbas Shushana, is it just the first week? I call Shabbos Shabbos. Or is it every week? Meaning, do you for every is it just every day of the first week they're married? Or is it just or is it or is it every single week? Every day of every week. Imp Slama Khavash Shabbas, Khadish Rishan, I call Khadish Khadish. Intel Khadish Khadish, Shana Mishana, Koshana Mishana, Taiku. So why doesn't I answer it? Now, a couple of things. Uh and Tyson points is as a problem. Well, You have to change how you're going to understand this, Gamara, because there's no way that we're going to give her 10% every single day for the rest of her life, okay? Because then you'll be out of money very quickly, okay? So LMI, Tessa says that, no, the the thing is like this. It's a fixed 10%. The question is, how are you paying it out? You give it all to her lump sum on the first day? Do you give it to her one day for the first week? Do you give it to her one week, right? And that's the whole question, or do you split it? For every day that they're gonna be married, and you divide it into, you know, you figure out 50 years and you divide it into a little bit every single day. And that's the way Tesis understands the sugi over here. Either way, and I saw the mepharshim brought down that since we paskin the Leo, that I call since we that's why the Gemara is not so bothered. And that's what Rashi, Rashi says the interim letters make no sense. And how do you work it out? Well, it doesn't really matter because we're gonna go Kamina like Khamadina anyway. So it's not there is nothing fixed, and therefore it's all subjective to whatever the Medina is. Um Rabi Hudamarav. Maisa bibita Shanaktim Ben Gurion we had a story with the daughter of Mendelman Ben Gurion who is very wealthy she paskula khakam arba they gave her 400 zhoofen for the kupa shal basam lebaybayein on that day only for one day they gave her 400 meyes zhoofen amar lahem kaftes khulav okay go give this this is what you should give to your daughters now she meant it as a call we'll go into why in a second over here vanu akhara Right, and Tysus really points it out. And, and the Rabbanan said, Amen. Now, just to contrast this, we had a story before with the Ben Bengorian, right? And there we said, they didn't answer Amen. why could you So over here, Texas makes it a point. Now Rashi learns that the daughter's husband died, and that's why she was coming. Tysus says, no. The daughter's husband didn't die, and therefore they were able to answer Amen. She was just coming, she was coming to Bezin with a Taina. Why? Her Ksuba. But we're going to see this in a few lines. We have the story. Her ksuba was like a million dinners of. Well, 10% should have given her 100,000. So why'd she only get 400? So she was complaining. She was cursing them out. And Tyson says, Well, you know what? we gave her 400? Because when we said 10%, it's 10% up to what she needs. She's never going to need a million. She's never going to need 100,000. So we don't give her that much. We give her what she needs. Up to ten percent, And like we said. Anyways, it's going to go with Dina. But the point is, right? Taisa says the din lifts like yaiser kivin So they didn't give it to her. So therefore, so now, now with Taisa, we can put the whole story together. At least the way Taisa Rashi, like I said, argues that her that her husband really died. Here she comes. If we go with Taisa, so she comes to Bezin saying, "Look, my ksuba was a million dollars, so I should be getting a hundred thousand. They only gave her 400 and she's not happy. She's like, well, she's not happy. She's like, titzel, 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 titzel. but to them, the Rabbana would have been perfectly happy to get 400 in them. So they said, amen. Nobody died here, says Tysus, and therefore they could say amen versus the last story, the last story where it was, there was a yavim, she fell to yivim and therefore they couldn't, they, they, could, they couldn't say amen because they didn't, wanna, they, they didn't want the same situation to repeat itself. You know, for their daughters, they'd be perfectly happy that the daughter gets 400 uh, zuhubim. Okay, now just a couple of, a couple of stories to finish up. Shaiyerei Chave So Rabbi Yechonah is after the destruction of the next of the Chorban. So he was riding riding on a donkey. The Talmidim were going after him. He saw a girl. She was collecting barley, right, lowest level of stuff. Okay, that she was collecting the feces. She was collecting soirim, which is like the lowest level of grain. From the the feces of the Arab animal. So just how far she fell, this girl. Sharasa since when she saw him, she covered her face with her hair. It's interesting here that some say that this is uh, that that the problem is is Sarbi Isha Erva. So how does it help? So some say that she had no choice, she didn't have a hair covering. And she had no choice, and she, at least she wanted to cover her face, so that was the best case for her. Others say that, no, it was a sheitel, It was a and, and therefore we see a riot that you could wear a Okay? But I'm the Lafana. And so anyway, so this girl, uh, right, so she sees her riech coming, she stands up next, she stands in front of him, Amrlai, she says to him, Rabbi Parnaseni, give me, I need Parnaso. Amrla biti mi'at, who are you? Amrlai, she says, Ben I am the daughter of Naktim ben Gorman Ben-Gurion, who is one of the wealthiest people. Where did the money from your father's house go? She said, Don't they give the following mashal in Yushalayim? If you want to save your money, like preserve, salt, if you want to preserve your money, then give it away. Or do chesed with it. Meaning you have to give it to tzedakah or give it to chesed. And what she's saying, that my, my father didn't give money to tzedakah or chesed. And therefore, which is going to challenge in a moment, and therefore the money went, the money was lost. What about, where's, what about your father in law? You married into a wealthy family as well. So what happened to your this is Amraloi, Either they invested together or they were all Tsemished together and it's all gone. Amralai. So she said to him, Rabbi Zakhar Subasi. You remember? You signed that Meksuba. I remember signing on ksuba. And you know when I read out the ksuba, you know what I read? Okay. Besides what the father-in-law gave, her own father gave a million. That he said, that we are that connected, that when we're doing the right thing, nobody can touch us. And when we don't do it, when we don't do the right thing, we're put in Uma right? Where was she? She was collecting from the Behema that Arvim. That she's falling, now she's ruled by Arabs. Gemara and wants to know. What do you mean? They would put fine fabrics, right? He would walk on this beautiful carpet and you know what they would do afterwards? It was one time use. They would spread it out for him to walk and then it was given out free to anybody who was there for the aniyim. So, what do you, so of course he gave Taniyim. So, either he did it for his own covenant. And they explain here that, of course, like, you Gurion, you have to understand who are we dealing with. Right? they Gemara says, this is only three people, Nakhtal Lechama. You're talking about somebody who was very well on a very high level. So, even though he must have given Tzedakah, for Sudaka's purposes, but he also he was he, he did it ayde He did it, he he, he gave stuck in a way that he was also Makhab himself. And therefore, that's why it was a problem. Or kidabila okay, he stuck up and as much as should That you have to give uh, you know, based on the strength of the camel is the amount of the load you put on. So just because, right, you don't put a little load on it, so if the guy was super, super wealthy, he's just, right? Tanya Mirabalazibak Arabin Ahama, right? It's a lush of Arabenhama. I should see the Binya Bis because was a lush of Shwah Imla Shahisa Mela Kete Sa'rim. And I saw her, right, this daughter of Nibrian that was collecting Sa'im Talf Susim between the hooves of the horses. I read, right, when I saw this, I remarked the following Pasak in Shira Shirm. Right, it's if Imla sedi If we don't know you, meaning that's referring to Torah. If we're not Shemer Torah, hayyafa That's referring to it. Si You're gonna go and you're gonna shepherd your sayach Okay, that for your food, right? So what we're saying is like, where are you gonna to have to go for your food? And that's what he's saying. I saw her. She was in the middle of the ikvei Soin trying to get her food in the middle of the in the middle of the talfei uh, susim, the hooves of the horses that we see. That if you don't keep. Right? If we don't keep the Torah, then you know what we're going to have to go for food? We're going to have to go in the Ikvei Hatzain. Quickly. Well, just it's terrible for her that she has to suffer. I mean, it's, you know. But <laughs> yeah, so. If we would have said, knocking on what happened to him, we saw him in the host, then, you know, maybe whatever. I hear. Okay, so we started the parak saying, Mitziah, Shisham, I see Labala. We said it's not really a chiddish, right? We already learned all this stuff, but we have it because of the machlekes between the Tanakama and remember say in regards to Pagama, okay? And we said Sa'isha, so the Tanakama said it's hers. Rabbi Akiva says it's Tabala, and we said that we have to actually be apachit. Why? Because hadafa, we said according to Rabbi Akiva, which is in the category of Maisa Yadayim hadafa, she. Gets to keep according to Rabbi Kiva, so for sure, mitzia, which is an even mitzia Daim, she would have to keep. And then we asked the question: the havamina is that a mitzia is like hadafa shloia Works? She works a regular nine to five, regular hours, and she earns extra money. And we said that everybody would agree it goes to the husband. So to the mitzia, everybody should agree goes to the husband. We said that no mitzia is shloia dayatchak, and that's in fact where the chalikas is, is. what's if she works extra? And then we said, uh, Shiloh what happens if she is industrious and she is able to? <coughs> and she is able to pull off four jobs at once, Okay, would we consider that hadaf haideh ad or not? Meaning, is it not haideh At because she's doing it all at the same time, she's working the same nine to five, or do we consider it chaleh do we give her, uh, because she's extra industrious, we consider haideh ad that she's working extra for it, and therefore it would go to her according to Kiva. And then we had the Machlikes, uh, the Tanakama said the Baishas and Pagam goes to her. Rabbi Hidim and Masever said it gets split. And it depends on where, is the, where was the Baishas upagam? where is it? If it's Shabbat then she gets two-thirds, he gets a third. And it's Begali, he gets a th- he gets, um, if it's Begali, then he gets two-thirds, she gets one. Now we brought from this, we had this idea, but what do you mean? Why is, why is he getting the Baishas and Pagam, Um. Why, if, if it affected his wife, right? It's not to him, it's his wife. So we tried to say, may I, if so, bayish susa. So we said, no, is not, we should say the same thing. We said, a is not a barbusha. Okay, what about on a piece of clothing? So we said, no, piece of clothing, uh, let's say you spit on the clothing, that is not considered uh, bayishas, even though it is shayach to you, even though it's shayach to you, um, there is no zilusa. And then we said, aye, what about if you're Mavaish, somebody, an unnie in a respected family, so the Ani himself necessarily wouldn't have Boishas, but maybe to the rest of the family you should have to pay, just like over here. We're paying the husband because he's Mavayish, the wife. So we said, no, there's a difference. And therefore that's why he's going to get the money, that it's more, it's more Shayek to him. Okay, then we discussed the idea of what's written into the Nudunia, the, the Ksuba. So we said if she brings in $1,000, so he has to write in 1500 because it's, it's money, it's investable. And then we discussed the two different categories of shum. Right, we had four cases of a shum where he's is twenty percent. We said it's, um, or we had uh, Shumazuta, zuta, shuma, Rabba, uh, shuma Dida and shuma diday. Okay, and then the next Mishnah went back to the case of cash, and we talked about if if she writes, if she brings in a seller, so he has to write 60 narm, which is also fifty percent. Why I said why we said, well, need two cases? We said we needed a big, we need a big investment to show maybe by big investment it's investable, and that's why you give the extra money. The, and that's why he has to write in the extra fifty percent, but. But if it's a little bit maybe it's not so testable. and said on the flip side maybe it's only when she's bringing a little bit amount little bit of money that's when we're going to give him that's where when he has to write an extra 50% in because it's so little Right, so we have to give him more upside, but maybe if she's bringing in a lot of money, wouldn't have to put fifty percent. Okay, then we do, moved on to the next case of the mission the safe of the mission discussed that the chasan is makabul yud zuzim Right, ten percent goes back to her, which we said Kupa shall basamim which we said is only in yerushalayim. By the way, Shimon said al Right, and everything is like the uh, minug, but <coughs> we discussed. Um, We asked, is it, let's say you're bringing in assets, is it based on the value of the furniture or claim that you brought in, or is it the minus 20% based on what he wrote into the ksuba? So we said, and then uh, we said, intim which we said the whole intim line of questioning is a little bit schwer, but we said, is it one day or every day? Is it every day, every week, every year, right? Is it all the way? We said, takeo. And then we had the story, right? And the way we explained it to Tysus was we're asking, you know, if you're getting a fixed 10%, the question is how often does he disperse those funds? Okay, we had the story with the Bita Shaladim ben Ben-Gur- where they gave her 400. She wasn't, so the way we, at least we explained it according to Tysus, she wasn't happy because 10%, on a million a million dinar ksuba would have been a lot more. And uh, she came to them and kind of cursed them out. And uh, they said, Amen. And they said, Amen. We'd be perfectly happy if our daughters had this much. Okay. And then we had the story with Rabbi Yechim Manzaki, He saw the daughter of Nathim Ben We had it. Uh, you know, what happened to the money? She said, Well, they, they didn't give. And we said, What do you mean they didn't give? We said, They didn't give. Either they gave for their own covenant or they didn't give. And then we had another version of a story that Rabbi Yezre Ben also said that he saw the daughter of Nathim Ben Collecting a sa'irim from the hooves of the Susim and he remarked with the Pasikum La Saidi that if we don't Hayafa Banashim if we don't keep the Torah, then see Bikveat Sainwa Yaskude Sayh that for your food you're gonna to have to go dikve ah soin.